Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar, and we have with us today Andy Peart. He is the Chief Marketing and Strategy Officer at Artificial Solutions. Welcome, Andy. Hello, Juliette. So nice to have you on. Likewise. So, I'm looking you... forward to it. Yes. So there's a lot going on at Artificial Solutions. So why don't you give us a little bit of an overview of what you do there? Sure. Um as a company, we focus on a form of AI that is referred to as conversational AI. Basically, it allows people to speak to devices, to applications, to websites, in fact, a wide range of different channels in a very human-like, intelligent, and conversational way. Now, we've chosen to approach this rather thorny technological issue in a slightly different way than many, in as much as we've built a platform. It's a platform that's called Taneo. And it's a platform that allows non-specialists to very quickly build these conversational systems and once built to be able to deploy them in multiple languages across multiple platforms and channels. And there's another element to the story, and that's to do with the data, because when people speak in a human-like way, they reveal an awful lot about what they're thinking, you know, their likes, their dislikes, their sentiment, what they're looking for. And if you can capture that conversational data, it's like having a like having a focus group, to be honest, at your fingertips, but not a focus group of 20 people for an hour. It's potentially a focus group of millions, 24, 7, 365. And by capturing that information, you can, and analyzing and interpreting it, you can get real insight into what your customers are thinking. And that's what we're about. Wow. That's so, it's so interesting that that's where we are right now with AI. And I know that, you know, Google just had their uh, I.O. summit where their assistant was calling a real person and making a reservation for them, I believe. And, you know, just the way that the A.I. was speaking was so human like. And, you know, you try to pinpoint what that is. And it's their pauses. It's their use of ums and likes and things of that nature that we use in our daily speech. So what are, what are some of the biggest challenges uh, on your end with creating this to be more of a natural language? Well, when you build a conversational system, it's actually really rather complex. And why is that? Well, because language itself is complex. You know, if if you think about we as humans, we will start a conversation, we'll go off on tangents, we won't then want to bring it back. We use all sorts of different synonyms for the same meaning. There's lots of implied meanings. You need to be able to register sentiment. There's a lot going on when people speak. And I'm stood here waving my arms around. You can't even see that. But that's also <laughs> part of the conversation as well. You know, gesture and even text and touch. So there's a lot that needs to be taken into account. And that's why building these conversational systems is so complex. And that's why we would argue that you need a platform to be able to help you on that journey to do it. And we have an approach that combines both machine learning and linguistics um, so that really you are able to um, learn from the data and also fine tune the responses that are given. Wow, such a complex and wonderful problem. I can't wait to have an assistant that is a computer I can just talk to and it understands me in a way that a real assistant would. I think that would be 
that'd be fantastic. Um, a lot of people, though, are maybe afraid of these kind of things. And why do you think that is? And can you tell them to put their mind at ease? Um, well, you're absolutely right. This sort of technology is taking time to become accepted, but that sort of conversion rate is just getting faster and faster. We've got Apple mm -hmm. to, think, to thank with the launch of Siri way back in 2010 and everything that's been going on um, with what Google and Amazon are doing with their smart speakers. Um, and of course, in the enterprise, there's the sort of things that Artificial Solutions is doing with building these intelligent assistants and conversational UIs. And I think this is exposing more and more people to this kind of technology. And there are lots of benefits to it. If, for example, you are wanting to contact a company out of hours where maybe the call center is not available, well, you know, you have the ability to be able to speak to an intelligent agent that can potentially be able to answer your queries. If you want to build complex rules in a smart home environment, well, you could potentially use a GUI interface, but if you could just speak what you want to happen, well, it's so much easier. And I think over time, people will increasingly recognize the value of being able to communicate with technology using speech. It's what we do all the time, you know, when we're communicating with each other. Why should we as humans have to learn how to use technology? Why can't technology understand us? Whatever language we happen to use, whatever terminology we happen to use, whatever features we're trying to access, technology should be able to do that. And I think as people start to see the benefits of this kind of technology, well, then any sort of concerns will quickly disappear. Yeah, just using it. I think that what we've had up until now, you know, when you call and get an automated system um, that tries to answer your questions, it's very clearly, uh, you know, a, a, ro a robotic voice on the other end. And a lot of times, you know, they repeat themselves or they say, you know, they don't ever answer your question and people get frustrated. And that's kind of, I think, what people think of when they think of, oh, I'm going to talk to, you know, an AI on the other end of this, this line. It's going to be just repetitive, it's not going to answer my question, but if it's a learning one, then that's going to, it's going to be a complete game changer. And I love that you can speak your own language. So if someone doesn't have to sit there and try to listen for the language that they know to push the right button. It's going to just speak that language. I mean, that's so comforting for someone who's calling in who doesn't speak the, the first language that comes on the line. I think that people, Absolutely. at least, I, I think that a lot of people might be afraid of being tricked. I think that's maybe where it's coming from is there people are afraid they're going to call in somewhere with a question and they're gonna think they're talking to a real person, but in fact, it's an AI. And for some reason, people, I think, are afraid of that, the, the trickery, but it's not trickery, it's just utility. Well, it is, and one of the things that we always advocate, Artificial Solutions, by the way, very much focuses on working with clients in the enterprise space. Um, one of the requirements that typically these sorts of clients need is the ability to be able to implement solutions in multiple languages for the very reasons that you've just described. And what we always, always recommend and strongly advocate is that there should be full disclosure, meaning that when a customer is accessing one of these capabilities, an automated virtual assistant, then the customer should be informed upfront that they are speaking to a robot. Then mm -hmm. the expectations and perceptions change 
massively. In fact, we did a survey that covered a wide range of different things, and 90% of respondents said it was absolutely crucial that they knew they were speaking to an automated capability, not to a human. So I, I 100% agree, and I think that, that just that transparency really puts you at ease as, a, uh, as an interactor with the, with the AI. Absolutely. And as you picked up right at the beginning of this conversation, what Google have done recently with booking a, a restaurant and a hair appointment, um, you know, is a demonstration on the move to the second generation of this kind of capability. You made the point that some of the early implementations were maybe not quite as clever as they could be. In fact, they were maybe little more than a glorified search capability. Who wants, <laughs> you know, my, my phone's not working. And then to be presented with, ah, oh, you want to buy a new phone? You want to buy broadband? <laughs> yes. No, it's yeah. not working. So listen to what I'm saying and help. The sort of second generation, the very conversational, intelligent capabilities that are now being built start to meet that requirement. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about the platform. It's Tino, is that correct? Yes, you pronounce it Tineo. It's actually uh, Latin for, t for to know and to understand. Um, and uh, Teneo is a conversational AI platform. Um, I, I guess there are a number of points that I'd like to highlight. When it is used, you are able to build pretty conversational systems. By that, I mean that they are pr approaching human-like capabilities. The second point is it's been built very much with the enterprise in mind. If you were, for example, build, um, buying a CRM, or an ERP system, you would just expect it to have all sorts of enterprise strength features. But the industry that we're working in is really very new, and many systems out there don't have the sort of enterprise capabilities that you need. To explain that, I mentioned the multilingual bit a moment ago. Just think, if you are deploying a solution in multiple languages, well, you're likely to have distributed work groups, which means that you're likely to want to be able to um, check in particular bits of the project, lock them down while you make any edits to it, then release it. You want the ability to do automating testing. If things go wrong, you want the, the ability to be able to um, roll back. You need version control. You need the ability to be able to host either on site or in the cloud. Just a stack load of enterprise strength features that need to be built in, and that's what Teneo offers. And furthermore, I mentioned the data at the beginning of the call, the fact that conversational data is fully integrated into the solution is absolutely critical, both when you are using that conversational data to learn more about your customers so that you can better um, provide services and products to them, so that you can better understand what they're looking for, and also to be able to use that data to continually learn and improve from the interaction so you can deliver a true personalized experience. So those are just some of the features that we believe differentiate Teneo. That's fantastic. So when someone wants to bring in Teneo into their company and start using it, um, you know, what is the process for getting set up and is there any training involved for the people being able to use it? within their company? Yeah, I mean, Teneo has, has been built so that you don't need to be a, spe a specialist computational linguist. You don't need that sort of linguistic capability. But having said that, we can work in three different modes. We can implement solutions using Teneo on behalf of our clients, where they just 
and focus on the business elements and we will build the conversational capabilities. Alternatively, we work with a wide range of partners, typically global SIs, the likes of Accenture and KPMG, Cognizant, NIIT, Teleperformance, those sorts of organizations. Um, and many of our clients are already working with one or more of these SIs who already understand their company and also, of course, have the technical capabilities to be able to pick up and build the uh, sort of systems we're talking about. And the third model is that um, we can uh, train up our clients, provide mentoring if so needed, and they have the ability to be able to build and onwardly manage the solution. So there are three different models to how we go about implementing conversational systems. And there's so many different solutions that this provides. I'm looking on your website and you know, you've got the smart homes where in your home you could talk to your IoT devices, uh, the connected cars. The smart websites really caught my eye for, for people who have accessibility problems. Say if you're blind and you're trying to use um, the internet or whatnot, or you have different capability, this could also really help people who have disabilities having this sort of conversational assistant available. Absolutely. Um, the, the ability to be able to change mode or mix modes within a conversation, incidentally by mode, I'm meaning whether you're using voice, whether you're using text, as in a messenger type service, whether you're using touch, so um, you're accepting, is this correct? Yes, no, you might wish to speak it, you might wish to touch it, or potentially even gesture, you know, the ability to be able to recognize mm -hmm. um, face gestures or hand movements and incorporate that into the language as well. And by using different modes and sensors, it then lends itself to people with specific disabilities. And also what it's doing is help you better navigate websites. I mean, often... Um, the, the information, the answers to your queries um, are embedded somewhere on that website. But how on earth do you find it? And that's why a lot of people call up companies. Just what time do you open in the morning? Well, you know, it's there <laughs> on your website. Um, but, um, you know, finding it might be a problem. What we can do is better help. Um, users navigate the website and not just for simple questions like that but for really complex queries as well we work with a major um, IT manufacturer where we're providing support on laptops and the sort of queries that you get there you know typically an average call to a live agent lasts 17 minutes with this company you know that gives you an indication of the sort of complexity that um, some of the calls can go into and um, we've got the ability to be able to interpret further query if, some, if all the information is not provided and then be able to move through to answer the question. That's, it's so exciting. It really is an exciting thing that this is on the horizon and we'll be able to use it you know, very soon, if not already, in a lot of our favorite companies. Well, absolutely. You, know, it's, you mentioned that the platform can be used for many different areas, and that's absolutely the case. And they broadly fall into two major groups. One is in terms of the conversational UIs for things like automotive, smart home um, applications. And the other 
is in terms of providing these intelligent assistants that will answer specific queries. And of course, the advantage of what we are doing working in the enterprise space is our customers, our clients, the enterprises that are using our sort of capabilities to provide services to their customers, of course, work in a specific domain. They work in a specific scope. They're an airline. So the questions that are asked are all about um, you know, booking a flight or cancelling or can I bring this on the plane or that on the plane? You know, they are all from a specific domain, which means that, you know, you don't have to answer every single question in the world. You can work on making sure that you have very deep knowledge in a specific area and hence provide an exceptional customer experience to your your clients. There's so much already that, that you're working on that you're achieving where do you see this kind of technology going in the future? Yeah, that's a really exciting question. I think it's going to become increasingly ubiquitous. I mean, I strongly feel that uh, a conversational AI-first approach is actually going to transfer, uh, transform our relationship with technology. It's going to make using all sorts of different technology, whether that be devices or whether that be how we interface with the enterprises that we need to get information from, it makes that interface so much more intuitive, intelligent, and human. You know, it's it's really going to, I would say, become one of the most important sort of technological transformation tools over the next 10 years. Um, And, you know, how is it going to move forward at a technical level? Well, I think it will become increasingly able to understand all the different terminologies that are used by humans. It will become increasingly conversational and human-like in its approach. I think that um, the persona of the different agents is going to be very, very important. If, for example, you are British Airways versus Virgin Atlantic, you do the same thing. You fly people across the Atlantic. But the brand and the persona of those two companies is just completely different. If you have intelligent assistants to represent your company, you want them to be on brand. You don't want them to just be a generic Mm -hmm. solution. You want them to reflect the millions and millions that you've invested in building that, uh, that personal brand. That's another area that will become increasingly important. Absolutely. And, and you're right. It does contribute to the customer experience when you have when you're speaking to who's on brand. They sound like what you're expecting and and react the way you're expecting. That is that is so important to keeping your brand strength and customer satisfaction. Absolutely, most definitely. So, where's the best place for people to to learn more about artificial solutions and what you're doing to keep in contact and to potentially use the service? Well, uh, we have a wealth of of information on our website, including blogs and videos, and you can access that at uh, artificial-solutions.com. Fantastic. Andy, thank you so much for joining us here today on Feature Tech Podcast with this exciting, exciting artificial solutions, natural language. It's it's all very, very interesting. And I, I think that a lot of our listeners learned a great deal by you sharing your knowledge. So thank you. Juliet, thank you very much for your time. That was Andy Peart. He is the Chief Marketing and Strategy Officer at Artificial Solutions. You can see their website at artificial-solutions.com. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been Juliet Lamar with Feature Tech Podcast. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. 
Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.